Good morning. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Beatrice Wangandu, an independent filmmaker from Kenya who is passionate about African films. She's also hey. Yeah, hello. Uh, so she's also the managing director of the Bia Company. Hi, B. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So happy to have you here today. Thank you I would so like much. You, welcome. I would like you to tell me more about your journey in filmmaking. So I started off very early on, straight after college. Um, uh, at the time, there wasn't much for um, film as, it, as we have it today on the continent. It was just um, lots of television, which is where I stitched myself into. Mm -hmm. uh, very difficult journey, you know, just um, just getting a first job like a, for a production assistant was heaven on earth. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then I finally got on and I was very blessed to meet people who eventually um, opened why used to open doors for me into what television production really is, you know, telling uh, people stories. Um, okay, so you, you didn't know. go to school for uh, filmmaking. You just I, went no, directly. I, I did not know. I went, I finished high school. I went straight into, it was a college, yes, uh, for television production. It wasn't film. Okay. And, yes, film was what I learned on my way, like uh, on the go. It's what I picked up within the industry and just working with different professionals, working with international organizations, making projects in Kenya. And, uh, and I caught on and I learned how, what it is a film is really from the get, from ground up. Okay. And what would you think is the main difference between making a movie for the television and for the theater? Um, for television, it's very different because um, I quite, first of all, I never made films for local television. It was television features, uh, documentaries type of programming. Mm -hmm. But um, my, the major difference obviously is how it is done, how the costs obviously, uh, but the skills are the same. Okay, but what made you choose more filmmaking over television? I was looking for a challenge. I'm one of those people who I, I really get bored when I do something over and over again. And I had okay. come to a point where, you know, I grew up, I grew from being production coordinator, production assistant to production coordinator to production manager. And then I couldn't run the company I was working for. There were already people who had those positions. There was nowhere to go. So I hit the ceiling and I, I got really exhausted and started looking for what else I can do. And then, then I got introduced to this lady who was a um, board member in the company I used to work at. She was a filmmaker at the time. Mm -hmm. and she had documentaries, narratives that she was working on and she, did, she needed help. So I touched myself for free. I volunteered and, and shortly I got to see what it is like it is to pitch work documentary narratives internationally and locally and what okay. it is to fundraise. And, and then after that, it was very easy to go into the proper filmmaking, which is a non-fiction type, I mean, fiction type of stories. Okay, so you uh, got into film by chance and why did you stay did you, by choice? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a very good question considering what the film industry is like, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> because it's not uh, an easy path. No, it is not. But it gave me the opportunity to tell the kind of stories I wanted to tell. And this is what that means. With nonfiction, 
be, and living in Kenya, it, it would be start becoming very dangerous. I am the kind of person who wants to go to Mogadishu, Mogadishu, Somalia, and tell the story of the killing of journalists by Al Shabaab. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's you did that in one of your yeah. your movies. Yes. Yes. What was it called again? It's called Wariaha. Yeah. It's called Wariaha, which mm-hmm. is yeah. It's, so it, it's it's literally an account of the killing of journalists in Mogadishu over a period of one year. And um, so that's a kind of thrill that I like. But then coming back home, it was getting very dangerous if you told that kind of story. We were having journalists working for local television stations going into safe houses with their families because of the kind of stories they were telling. So okay. I, so fiction gave me an outlet. It's where I found I could tell these stories and hide myself under the fact that it's, it's fiction. And yet it's really the true story. It's the story that is facing us as a people in Kenya and on the continent. Case in point, the story, the film that I'm currently working on is based on a true story. But oh, too so dangerous. Can you tell us about it? Yes. So um, this is a film about a 12-year-old who gets sucked into the world of a cult called Mongiki. Mm-hmm. He gets recruited and using religion, he's forced to become a criminal that is then, he's, he's forced to become a criminal in a world that is used by politicians to cause tribal cleansing. Okay, and uh, at which stage are you of this movie? I'm in development, I just finished my first draft. I'm very excited about that, it took me a minute to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and now going into tightening the story, second draft, and then finally going into fundraising. Okay. I hope yeah. we can help you with that at Pavillon Afrique oh, this year. That would be so good. I can't, I'm actually looking forward. <laughs> yes, you, I, I know that the uh, financing is always a challenging part for uh, filmmakers, especially yes. in Africa. Uh, but yes. why are you so passionate about African movies especially? Do you think that they can appeal to the global audience on a large scale? Definitely, we definitely, our stories can definitely and are definitely appealing to the world at large. So we, what we have is a world of diversity, you know, beautiful stories, multiplicity of experiences, you know, Nigerians make films that I relate to and so do South Africans. And that's the kind of thing that I feel hasn't been told to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is the fact that there's, there seemed to be only one single story that is told to the world about the continent that I live in. And that's, from my perspective, it's unfair, but it's now become my job to make sure that what I'm calling unfair is out of the space because then I'm taking the opportunity or the challenge to make the film that I feel the world needs to see and know about us. Okay. But But that's part one. Part two of this is that I'm making these films because... I feel like there is a way to have people see the films, which was tougher before. Mm-hmm. Previously, we, could make, we were making projects that then we did not know how to distribute. Our so do you think that there is a real uh, uh, improvement on the side of distribution? I absolutely think that that has completely shocked the world. <laughs> that um, distribution, we are seeing more distributors coming onto the continent and fetching our stories and telling them out there, showing our work out there. And that's incredible. 
Okay. That's incredible. This is what we were dying for. We wanted the world to see what we are doing. We, I knew that I wanted to make this project for myself, like to almost to have my voice be heard. But I wanted the world to see that. And now this has happened with the new distribution channels we have, especially in the now VOD platforms. And distributors themselves coming to us and saying, what have you with you that we can show the world? Okay. Do you, can you name a few movies that really made it out there? Um, so from Kenya, we have a couple. We have a couple from Kenya, for example, Supermodel, mm -hmm. which did very well, won over 100 awards across the world. Then we had Nairobi Half-Life, although that was made a couple of, about a decade ago. Then we had Katikati, which was done three years ago, I think, if I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and Veve, which is on Netflix. Okay, so Netflix is a good outlet for the, the African movies. Oh, absolutely. Netflix is flexing and we love it. We love that they're finally, you know, investing in us. Mm. This is them investing in us. This is them saying, we see your potential. This is them saying, um, we're here for you. Nobody has come and done that with us. It's very, very rare. We okay, do have for you, it's re a real opportunity then. It's a real opportunity. It's a big opportunity to go pro the whole nine yards and make films that are about us. Okay, and what about the, the, the movie theaters? Um, distribution. What is the situation in Kenya? Okay, that, that's a very good question. So our audiences are very unique. I'll speak for Kenya. So we have a very, very smart audience. All of what we've watched since we are growing up, since being kids, is stuff from Hollywood, is programming from Hollywood. So you find that the expectation on, content, on quality of content is very high. So we were never going to make programming that they were going to hate or they were not going to appreciate, even though they were seeing themselves. Our first, their first comparison with our work was Hollywood. So getting them to go to the theater, you kind of have to completely 100% convince them that your work is really, really good. So what we've done is that we go 100% with social media marketing, mm -hmm. get them on board, tell them, make sure that some, a bit of themselves for the most part, is in the movie. Um, I, I'll, let me speak for a film that uh, I made last year and won a couple of awards for. Mm -hmm. It's a short film. It's called The Whistleblower. For people who grew up, um, people who grew up in the 80s, we grew up with uh, Kung Fu and, and, and Chinese uh, martial law and uh, martial arts, I mean, and, and you know, that mm -hmm. kind of action. Okay. So that was my whole audience. My film is about a whistleblower who must leave the country because he has discovered some loud or some very large level of corruption in the pharmaceutical company he works for. And mm -hmm. the pharmaceutical company is cleaning money using government. So there are many levels of, of danger around it. So while he's trying to leave, while he's running off to, the, to leave for the airport, he leaves this information with a journalist, but the journalist can only release this information after he's departed the airport. Unfortunately, the journalist releases the information before he has left. Oh. And now there is exactly, and now there is a war going on and there's a lot of action. So to get my audiences to come and see our film, we had to have our trailer have lots of action. 
lot okay. of action. Yeah, so if you have to put out a real strategy just to bring the audience. Yes, yes. Otherwise, our, our audiences are difficult to handle. <laughs> they are not, they are, they are very smart. Okay, so they are educated and they are educating you just to make a better thing of putting your, exactly. your, your work out. Exactly, the stakes are very high. Okay, so that's great. That's great yeah. because they wouldn't be happy with uh, anything less than what they want. No, they, no, they don't want, nah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it can be uh, difficult, but it's good as well. There's a good side on it, yeah. It's difficult okay. because of the finance end of things. It's mm -hmm. like a double, it's a new budget altogether that you mm -hmm. have to count, to account for before you can go into production. Yes, because most of the time, this is a part that the filmmakers forget about because mm -hmm. once your movie is done, you have right. to put it out and it costs money. Sometimes if it's a low budget film, it yeah. will cost as much as the movie just to you know, have people know about it. Yeah, exactly. The same amount you spend producing is the same amount you're going to spend distributing and marketing. Yeah. It's expensive, yeah. Okay, so let's go to a totally different subject. It's about yeah. you being nominated for the Women in Film Awards. <laughs> so congratulations. Thank you so uh, tell much. Tell us more about this award. So Women in Film, is a, this is the first year that this is happening in this country. Oh, I, yes, we've never had this before. And it's, um, I must say it's such an honor because I am nominated amongst women that I have always, I grew up in the industry looking up to. One of them literally gave me my first film job, you know, wow. where I learned the, every trick, every, you know, how to go gorilla, especially I, I'm an African. I don't have the luxury of lots of money. So how do I manage my gorilla skills? and still leave myself enough space to run my, my distribution and my marketing. So it is such an honor. Um, first one in Kenya, I said that, and, and, and what, what else can I say? It's just, it blew my mind. I didn't expect it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you've, you've met your masters. You've, you've come up to their level now. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Like, it, I literally don't know what to say. I'm, I'm just blown. My mind is totally blown. I'm honored. Yeah, it means that it rewards your, um, it's recognize your yeah. work yeah. and the quality of your work. This is what you must uh, admit because sometimes you may go years without nobody, uh, anybody recognizing what you've been doing. <laughs> Yeah, and so this this is good this is good this is really you. good yeah. be, being recognized at home also is a big thing because you find like you're right you can be working and you don't know whether or not you know does my work have any type of impact is mm -hmm. anybody recognizing you know yeah and especially people from the industry it's not like people yeah. um liking your movies but people yeah. from the industry telling you that you're yeah. doing a good good job I know. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Tell me also, what are the challenges you face of, as a woman in film in Kenya? So, as much as our industry has been run by women uh, since I joined, there is still very loud gaps um, in a different format. So, yes, funding is a big deal to everybody, not just in Kenya, but across the world for mm -hmm. film. But 
my industry uh, being a woman is difficult especially with fundraising because it's almost like i need to have a wingman every time i have to fundraise it's almost like um I'm asked a lot about what there is in for whoever it is I'm fundraising from. It's mm. like I'm expected to give something back. I know that will never happen for a man. I know a man would stand there as for money and, and nobody will ask him beyond the money they're asking for. Maybe just return on investment. What is the return on investment on this thing you're pitching to us? But I have to go the extra mile to make sure that I'm they believe that I'm solid. I'm not here for anything else except for the thing I'm pitching you to, pitching to you. Okay. That so, bothers me a lot. It bothers me that I feel like I need to tag along, a man along with me. Okay. This can be very frustrating because you are an it, independent it, it, person, independent woman, yeah. and then yeah. it's just like it, you need a tutor then. I don't need one. I don't need to have my hand held. But... I cannot probably need if I want the money from these people are pitching to. Otherwise, I seem like I'm not going to. I just want the money. I just want to pitch to you. I want you to see the value in this. And you decide, like uh, any business deal, whether you're in or not. Mm -hmm. I don't mind you taking whatever time you want to do, but don't ask for anything extra after that. Okay. That's my mm -hmm. Yeah. I see what you mean as a woman. And, yeah. yeah. And then but, there's number two. Number two, which is policy-wise, we are still not being recognized. I have seen women, and the women right now who are supposed to be leading in terms of policy are really not... I'm being careful with words here. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> yeah. We don't have representation on that front let me put it that way okay so yeah the most important bit of it we do not have representation so that's sad what can you do about it <sighs> unfortunately we don't get to vote women in we don't get to decide who it is that's going to represent us in that sense uh where government is concerned our general government expectation or priorities seem to be onto other things not what film is like or the, what the arts are mm -hmm. um so that's a huge challenge that's that's like let's vote a new president and then decide who we are going to propose for the arts you know it's it's a long process it's just some it's exhausting but yes i'm happy to be a woman here because there's a lot of support for women making uh, developing films okay but do you think that kenya will take on the trend like uh, women uh in uh, the western countries talking about having more power uh, having more representation uh, refusing to be harassed or these kind of things i love that question i really strongly believe that this first women in film awards that's happening this week is going to be the first step towards that it's going to be the first step to being heard um to being recognized to being uh seen because we are technically i'd say we are not seen if i were to pitch something right now to kenya film commission or um a kenya film classification board it probably would be it would become something that film kenya film commission is taking up and representing me mm -hmm. in government 
you see. But if we have a woman's, you know, women in film team or body, you know, mm -hmm. then we are speaking as one. We, we okay. will stand for ourselves, you know. You mean that coming together as women in film, you will feel more empowered to really, go and uh, yes. talk to the government bodies or to people yes. who you need yes. to talk to, to. It's a new voice and it's about time. And yes, we are likely to see more women uh, join the industry, more women being recognized from a policy perspective, maybe. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I don't know, but I hope so. Okay. This is where, where you want to go. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I have one last question for you. Mm -hmm. If uh, you could change one thing with a magic wand, what would that be? If I could change one thing. Just one thing in your life, in your professional life, in the industry, wherever. Something that oh. could make a difference for you and maybe for others as well. I would change the film policy in Kenya today. Really? Wow. You are very ambitious. Tell us more uh, about that. That's very ambitious. Maybe, wow, that's too ambitious. No, it's not. Just, uh, just tell me what you would love to change. What I'd love, what would be great is if, first of all, the department that film falls under in my country was an independent one. As it is right now, we are clustered with other, with gender and, and sports, which is too much. I mean, you can't put gender and sports in the same space as the arts. Gender on its own, it's a whole big giant thing. And then you have athletics and sports in Kenya. That's another whole life of its own. So mm -hmm. if we had the arts by themselves independently, maybe the way we, were, we would be funded would be different. Mm -hmm. We would have money to fund um, films, for example, yeah. and support, uh, which is very big for Polar Cats, um, support fun films, support um, the training of film professionals and, and open doors or open, open doors opening for opportunities for filmmakers to be exposed to what the world has to offer. This okay, is what I so, and I know it's complicated, but that's what it is. Okay, so you see that if these things change, it will change a whole lot of other things in, yeah. in the industry, yes. in your life, making it easier. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I wish you luck for that. I wish the people in charge will understand the importance of the film industry in yeah. the development of countries because, because this is what it is. Indeed. Yes. So wow. thank you so much for answering our questions, B. Thank you so much. Thank you for the time. Thank you for your time, your energy, and your ambition. We need uh, young women like, like you in the film Thank industry you. just to have our uh, voices heard. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate Thank you. Talk to you later.